to Mink Life Motivation Live. My name is Monica Henderson, your genius activator, and I'm going to walk you through an amazing show today. Uh, so are you having a hard time figuring out what next for your business? Today's show is all about that. Let's get started. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, for some reason, we're getting a little feedback. We're working on it on the back end, but uh, I'm so excited for today's show because I am accompanied with two awesome business people. Uh, we have Harrison, who's my new friend, uh, and we have Lisa, uh, who is an old friend. So this is going to be a great conversation today. Uh, and they are both uh, amazing at business. Uh, but don't forget that you are a part of this show as well. So if you are watching right now and you have something to say, we want to hear about it. Just drop your comment in the chat. And just like this, we'll put it along the bottom of the screen so that you can be a part of the conversation. Uh, so let's get started with getting to know our co-host. Uh, let's start with Harrison. Uh, Harrison, why are you passionate about helping people uh, with their business blueprint, their business planning, uh, using your zone of genius? Yeah, I just think a lot of people, uh, you know, either know something really, really well, or and by the way, thank you for having me. Um, or they just they, they uh, paralysis analysis is a real thing, and a lot of people get either super nervous about what they're doing, or they just aren't sure where to start, and they don't quite know the the, the first steps to take. And what happens, at least in my experience, is a lot of these people don't ever end up actually taking uh, any steps forward whether it's creating content building a website and and posting some stuff youtube social media the, the list kind of goes on and on and i hate to see it so a lot of what i do is trying to encourage people to at least take the first steps and then once you kind of figure it out you know making money on the back end is the easy part believe it or not but building up uh the attention and and that that customer space uh, you know or the, or the attention and, and views is probably the most important thing and that's what i'm here to do is just help people Oh yeah. Uh, I love that. I, I love, well, one, I love hanging out with people who love helping other people. And then we get to geek out about like all the little tiny things in business. Uh, and you're so right. Paralysis by analysis is probably the biggest culprit in business. And I know Lisa can probably speak to that a little bit more. So Lisa, tell us why you are passionate about helping people using your zone of genius uh, with their business planning. Thanks, Monica. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I am fascinated about why people do what they do, and particularly service and relationship-based entrepreneurs and business owners, to really think about what's your why, what's your purpose, what's your strategy, and how are you working not only in but on your business, and in particular, staying consultative in your practice to really lead with the problems that you solve and the value that you bring, rather than turning transactional to lead with your products and services that always leaves way too much opportunity and dollars on the table. Oh, yeah. Uh, so true. Um, and we're going to talk more about this. So I'm, I'm so excited uh, to get to know you all, uh, help them get to know you better uh, through answering these questions. So um, for me, uh, my zone of genius is just kind of helping people keep it, keep it simple. Um, and keep it kind of, you know, 
I think a lot of times when we go into business, we think we have to be like these really serious business people, right? Like I got to have my my stuff together. And it's true. You do have to have your stuff together, but you don't have to arrive there. <laughs> and so I love helping people realize that it is a slower process than you think to become an overnight success. What is a 10 year overnight success? Uh, and that you don't have to do it alone. And that's really kind of where I'm passionate about this. Um, I love that uh, one of our face one of our Facebook followers said, hey, good morning. Great topic. So they're excited to be a part of this conversation to keep it coming. If you are watching, uh, we want to hear from you. All right. So let's get motivated at uh, today's topic um, on business planning. I know a lot of us are probably coming up on July 1st. It may be your fiscal year end, or if you don't even know what that means, it's okay. Uh, and but it's that time where, you know, summertime's coming, things are changing, and it's time for us to kind of change, like to re kind of reflect and kind of see how we're going for the year so far. And so, you know, why is business planning important for professionals to thrive in their life and business? And we'll start this time with Lisa. So many times uh, business owners create their business by creating a business card, a website, doing some kind of marketing. And then they say, wait, where are my clients? And what they really missed doing was developing their strategy overall. What's your why? What's your purpose? What do you want to become? What are your core values that drive that decision making? What's your competitive edge, the problems that you solve, the value that you bring? Why do business with you? And what's your mission, the what and the how to really make that happen? We oftentimes don't know that we should brainstorm and think about those power words and phrases that then drive all of our marketing and our sales process. So I really think that that's a piece that we're missing. And it's a piece that then even if you do it, how are you reflecting upon it, say mid-year, like you're saying this right now, to really know that you are investing your time and energy in why you want to do what you want to do within your business. So true. <laughs> so true. So I've, I, I know I've ran into a bunch of those. Uh, Harrison, what about you? Have you ran into a bunch of people who uh, don't do that? And, you know, why is it important? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, like I said, they, they just get so nervous. And they, you know, for the ones that do take action, I congratulate them a lot because there's so many people that, like I said, they just don't even take the first steps. And I totally agree with Lisa. And, and you know, they either leave money on the table. They're, they're not figuring out how to make money there's two sides of it, right? You can either focus on the money or focus on attention. I like to focus, you know, there's definitely a, a necessity to focus on both, but I like the attention side first because the money will come and it's a lot nicer when you can rely on the internet to bring you leads uh, and traffic and views and attention and monetizing that than going out on a one-to-one -one space. And uh, I've seen people do that and it, and it works. There's definitely plenty of money to be made, one, in my opinion, takes a lot more work up front and has a longer term, you know, has a, has a long term payoff where the other one is money in the pocket today, which we all know and love. And and that is a growth path that a lot of people take. So I'm indifferent. I like both. But taking action, building that attention and building that money that goes in your pocket is the most important thing. Agreed. A hundred percent. There are I think a lot of times we people are like, I just want to do business right. Right. Uh, but right is so unique for each person, right? For each business, for who you are, what your style is. And so I always say build, building a business 
um, really requires you to build it from the inside out so that money flows easily from the outside in, right? And uh, you have to kind of think about uh, what you what you are strong at and how you can sustain the work that you're doing. Um, I know a lot of the times uh, I've I, I've had those both both of those type of members in our community where there was a person who was like super focused on creating a platform and audience and then they got the audience that they wanted and then they had to like oh crap i got to build a business to monetize this right and then there were other people who were so busy trying to get that business strategy right that they never actually went to market so they're wondering why they don't have any money if you don't plan to both um work through the life part of you, like you being prepared for uh, the the workflow that's going to come with that, the business part of like how we're going to get it done, the branding of like what 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 am I drawing people to, and the like getting out there and like boosting your influence and like networking and getting the message out there, then there's like no space uh, for you to be able to do what you need to do and monetize. You have to kind of do both the inside and the outside. Uh, and it can be kind of scary uh, for most people uh, to um, to do one of those sides or the other. I kind of find it's like introverted people really love building uh, and being kind of like, like you know, creating the business, but they don't like the putting themselves out there to find it. And I, I find a lot of extroverted people are like, I just want to let everybody know that I'm in business. And they're excited for that part, but maybe not necessarily as strong on, on the interior of building the actual machine that gets the money flowing in, right? Uh, so uh, this conversation is great. And I'm gonna throw another question in there that's not uh, previous. What would you consider yourself to be? Would you consider yourself more of like, just excited to kind of promote myself or like more excited about the, the interior business part of it? Um, uh, I'll go with you, Harrison, first. Yeah, so I, that's a great question. I think that personally myself, I'm more of a builder than the business side of it. Um, I actually started out in the business side of it. Um, and after, you know, during the pandemic, I started my business right before the pandemic, which was the absolute, if you're looking to start a business right before a pandemic is the best saying time, very sarcastically, <laughs> but absolute best time to do it. Uh, so I really got super lucky there, uh, you know, but going through it all, I, I, I did that. I did the, you know, super extroverted, be myself, go out there, make the sales. And then during the pandemic, I said, I kind of had this, uh, I knew what direction I wanted to do. I started out doing social media for people and I would go out and make that sale. And then after a while, I realized, you know, especially with the pandemic, I go, we're going to have, you know, a year, two years, three years, who knows how long this is going to be. I might as well take advantage of this. There is a yes. serious opportunity for everyone to, that everyone is now on pause. Like this is a content marketer, which is really what I do this is this is a dream come true because that means i don't have to focus on anything else other than making content and just servicing my customers and i don't have to worry about going out and getting new business because nobody was doing business at the time and that was the best thing because i just took those years of of time and invested it into youtube into blogging and building an online uh platform and now that i've done that now it's time to go into instead of in person online sales you know what can mm -hmm. i help people do between courses and and teaching people and coaching and all that um and that's kind of where where my business has gone because of the pandemic so it's being able to shift and and kind of like a bruce lee line but like flow like water you got to figure it out and just go yeah. into the paths of least resistance and see what works 
Yeah. Lisa, what about you? Are you more of a builder or a promoter? So because my passion and my purpose and my why is around developing our strategy overall, that's something that, and, and, and I sell, I'm celebrating um, 23 years in business this year. And nice. so I, that has evolved over time. And because of leading from a strategy standpoint, I know my why, what, and how. And so when we think about promotion, I think it's interesting that how that continues to evolve over time as we reflect upon our strategy and then what kinds of opportunities are out there to promote ourselves. One of the things that I think is a problem for both myself and uh, entrepreneurs and business owners is that there's a lot of bright, shiny objects out there related to promotion. And one of the things that I think that has happened is we often get interrupted and distracted with those bright, shiny objects. So we quickly do something else and say, oh, now let's do this. Oh, now let's do this. But we don't connect it back to our why, our purpose, our strategy, if that's the right thing to do. And I mean the right thing to do from a best practice standpoint. They can mm -hmm. be great strategies, but how do they connect to our business? And, and and so I think that's I think that's really a big deal as we think about what it is that we're doing and how we're investing our time and energy. Yeah, for for me, the pandemic was, I always say it was like it was what we all asked for, but no, didn't know we were asking for. It was like, oh, I just wish I had a little time where I could focus on my business. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, um, there were a lot of people like Harrison and, and myself and even Lisa who took that time and scaled, like because we were already kind of like minded about like what we wanted to do. Uh, and then there were other people who just break sourdough bread, right? They were just like, we're gonna we're gonna watch cat videos and bake sourdough bread and and uh, water plants and 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 figure it out. But uh, like Harrison, I launched my business in January of 2020 um, uh, after spending an entire year of like development of developing my program, and then uh, decided that I was going to throw my big event in April of 2020, right? <laughs> and then, you know, COVID was like, yeah, not, not the way that you thought it was going to be. And anybody who had a plan could pivot, right? Because you kind of had a plan. It just wasn't going to work in exactly the way that you wanted to. Uh, but anyone who didn't have a plan, I think at that point were just spinning, right? Couldn't figure out anything. Um, and so for me, it, it was really kind of like, I already had a plan. I knew what I wanted to do. I just had to now use the tools differently uh, than what I did before in order to kind of make that happen. And, and here we are. Uh, this is why this live show exists is because I had to get out and talk to people, right? And so we create the live show to be, to be able to get out and talk to people and the conferences and all the other things came from that. And so it was really, um, I'm a, y'all know if you've watched the show at all that I'm a process girl. I love building businesses. That's my favorite part. I'm a serial entrepreneur in that way. I want to build, 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 and I don't want to sustain. <laughs> I don't want to be the person to run it. I just want to be the person to build it. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, the promotion part was definitely the, not the part that I'm, I'm excited about, but if you like to eat, you got to do it, right? 
so uh, let's keep this going because we're, you know, this time is flying fast and this is a great conversation. Thank you guys for being so open about your experiences. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you to dig a little deeper in that openness. Uh, so what, um, when, um, how has not planning been an issue for you personally? Uh, and what did you do to overcome it? Um, it, you know, what with all of this consequences of that? Uh, and so we'll start with uh, Harrison first this time. Cool. Yeah. So I, I guess in the beginning, I, did, I, I knew what I wanted to do and then the pandemic hit. So I really wasn't 100% sure. And I just knew that I had to go out and create something. Um, so I started teaching people what I knew actually really well. I knew LinkedIn really well. I started making content in that area. And then I realized that it, while it was cool and people were gravitating towards it, I knew it was going to be a longer term play. It really didn't bring me any joy and kind of happiness. So I took that idea of like creating content. And I just started to make more stuff and make stuff and make stuff. And then all of a sudden it's cool because if you're, if you, if you're a content marketer, you learn how to make content, the algorithms will actually tell you what they want you to make. And all of a sudden you'll be making, 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 and a few, you know, a, a few hundred views goes to a few thousand views and you're like, Oh, okay. This might be something where you post the video and then a couple days later, all of a sudden it's got hundreds of views more than what you would normally get. So for me, it was a lot of, you know, Oh, I could go chase that. And then I could go chase that. And then I started to figure out like what really started to work. And then I just started to attack it of, you know, between what started, what was working, what brought me joy, what I can, what, what I could do repeatedly. And then once I started to see everything start to fall in place, it was like, Oh, this is clearly what the internet wants me to make. Let me just go make tons of that. And, attract tons of people that are already enjoying my stuff instead of trying to you know as, as some people i know say boil the ocean right it, it's <laughs> too much so i just started to say hey let me just go find these little pockets of gold where there's a, maybe a smaller percentage of people that actually really enjoy what i'm making and that was that was the that was it that was that was the golden nugget that said hey go chase this and you will be infinitely successful and so far it's been working very well yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Lisa, what about you? Like, how did you, um, when has planning been like, like where you didn't plan something been an issue for you and how did you overcome it? So in general, I'm a planner and an organizer yet. I'm not, I don't always follow the rules and I, and, and I kind of like to be spontaneous. And I think the planning thing has more to do with, you don't know what you don't know. And so I remember, I remember years ago when I put a post out on Facebook and said, who needs to do their strategic planning and let's plan a time to chat. And it was really an inappropriate, dumb, stupid, whatever you might want to call it, uh, post that I put out there. And so I think that our planning, it has to do with how are we proactive about finding out about those best practices. And I think Harrison was chatting about that just a bit on what are people looking for and how do we share our messages to attract the individuals who we want to engage with. And there's a lot of information out there for us to sort through, which I mentioned before about all these bright, shiny objects. And how are we, how are we sorting through those best practices? And instead of letting them pile up 
on our desk of, oh, I'll do this, oh, I'll do this. How are we connecting them to our uh, strategy overall, our purpose, our why, our passion, our vision to really then decide which best practices are we going to implement and how are we being proactive in the ways that we do that? Yeah, you, you know, the you, the bright, shiny object thing uh, is so, so true. So the I, I, like Lisa, I am a planner, right? Like, especially early in my business, um, early in my business, I had like the next three years of events and, and like what I was going to do. I'm system, I'm a systems girl, right? So I'm like, create a template and then rinse, repeat, uh, and just change out the information and those things. And so, uh, super planner, right? Uh, but every now and then I do try to get spontaneous and try to be ride the trend a little bit. And one of those trends that I, I rode for just just a blip in time was Clubhouse. When it first came out, I don't know if you guys remember Clubhouse um, or if you're still on Clubhouse. Um, what I will say is what Lisa is saying about like, there are so many objects out there, shiny, you know, objects and people are like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing or like, oh, like this is a really cool way and you can do this and you can do that. And what I will say is when anytime I went back to what my plan was and was like, okay, I'm going to roll something in later, right? Like I'm going to add it to the plan, but add it later. Uh, it did give me some perspective. And so with Clubhouse, I just dove right in because I was like, I don't know what this thing is. They're saying this is the thing. I don't know what this is. So I went on and I did a, I did a lot of Clubhouse at first and it wasn't like, 24, I wasn't one of those 24 hours a day people, but I did go on and see if there was some networking that could be done or if there was some content that I could create in that space. And I liked it, but at some point I just felt like it was just a time suck, right? And all of the things that I had planned for that particular quarter uh, didn't get done, right? And then I was like perpetually behind the wheel of like, oh, I got to get this done. And so for me, what I when I hear new things, that are coming out or like, this is the new trend, right? Like TikTok is all the rage now, right? Uh, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you gotta be on TikTok. It's a whole thing. And for some people, yeah, go for it. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to be my strategy, right? And uh, what I, what works for me may be different than what works for someone else. And so for me, when I'm thinking about adding something new or like going off the plan a little bit, I also, I, I do go back to, is this a part of how I envisioned my strategy to be? And if it's not, then when can I roll it in as opposed to jumping right in in that moment and, and, and allowing it to kind of deviate me off my plan? And that was kind of the lesson I learned from that my clubhouse experience was like, it's, it's all doable, right? But you just kind of, you got to kind of pace yourself and you got to kind of like work it into the plan a little further down the line and not just be like, and go, uh, because uh, it has to be sustainable. And it just, Clubhouse is not sustainable for me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, that, that's my experience. Did you guys get into the Clubhouse trend at all? I have so much to say. So yeah, I remember when Clubhouse was the thing and everybody was like, this is great. And pretty quick. So at first I was like, let me, you know, everybody downloaded it and I would like, and it was cool. It was kind of like a live podcast. Yep. And pretty quickly on, I realized like this thing is 
I, and I don't want to bash anybody's stuff, but it's trash. Um, <laughs> and, 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 it, and I only say it's trash, not because it's not useful. It's actually, in my opinion, extremely useful because you can yes. connect with real with people in real time and really get no access way. to some incredible people. Yeah. Well, the reason why I say it's trash is because it was a massive time suck. And the problem with that, right, it's actually very similar to what we're doing here. But there's yes. a major difference. This is saved and people yes. can go back and watch it. And that after I realized, I'm like, there is no way somebody can go back to a conversation unless somebody's recording it and posting it somewhere, which you'd have to knowingly do. Right. That was the major thing. And I was like, whoa, there this is a serious problem for a lot of people. And yeah. which is fine because I was like, OK, this just means I'm going to give up. And then there was one post I saw on Facebook. This girl was like, I made two hundred and thirty thousand dollars last month. And here's how I did it on Clubhouse. So I read the post, of course. And then I started following this girl and I just I redownloaded it just to follow her. And I was like, this girl is on the platform. 24 yes. 7 now don't get me wrong if you got to work 24 7 for 250 grand in a month that's cool but i'm like this is not sustainable what happens when yeah. people start dropping off people are going to stop losing interest in it because the only time you could ever listen is when you had to actually pay attention and if you did miss something there's no rewind and as yeah. soon as i realized that i'm like this 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 platform is really not good especially yeah. in long-term scalable growth and as soon as I realized that, I'm, I was like, I'm going back to, and that's why I really actually value TikTok because Instagram, and Facebook is all about paying for reach. Where TikTok, yeah. you can get some insane reach. Same thing with YouTube, you can get some insane reach. And I think with this new AI trend, having that information there is going to allow you to grow because people are going to want to see just like this people, reviews, information told by a person that yeah. is going to be infinitely more valuable in five or 10 years from now than a conversation you might have had on TikTok, you know, yeah. when it was cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I will say uh, I realized that everything old is new again and Clubhouse just so happened to be the car radio. Uh, so uh, you just like in passing, you get in, you listen for a while, whatever's on is on. It is what it is. Change channels here and there. And then you keep moving. And once I realized that, I was like, well, no one listens to the radio anymore. We all have Spotify. And that was <laughs> that was my, and I'm out of here kind of a moment uh, when I realized that's what it was. Uh, so I have to keep us moving because we, again, could talk about all kinds of topics all day. Uh, and this is such a good conversation. Thank you guys so much for that. The question is, why should you ask for help? Um, who, I'm sorry, who should you ask for help when you are trying to update your business plan? So who should you ask for help? And we'll start with Lisa. Who should you ask for help? Well, so uh, creating business plans, uh, specifically strategic business frameworks, are really something that I think are important to do. So engaging with a coach or a consultant to have them pull the words out of your head, heart, and soul related to your business plan is a great person to collaborate with. And I think it's really important to think about your purpose of your business plan. If you're looking for for a funding purpose, then get the right person who is helping with uh, creating those financials for your business plan overall. If you're using your business plan for 
really how you're working in and on your business and for implementation, then find the right business coach or consultant who's going to support you with not only creating that plan to just put it on a shelf, but we're creating that plan so that we're implementing it into every day of how we're working in and on our business. Yes. Love that. Okay. So Harrison, I know you have a hard stop in th in like two minutes. So I, I already, I, I pushed it back like five minutes. So I'm good. Woo! We get to keep Harrison. <laughs> go, 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 um, go. So I actually agree oh, I actually a lot with Lisa on this one. It, you know, if, if, if you are doing something for where I would say there's legal recourse, right? Borrowing money, there's going to be legal legalities involved, right? If you are, if you're doing that, I would say, Go get somebody who is specialized in working on the business plan to either secure more funding, get grants, whatever it may be, go hire in that space. If you are looking at your business plan because you want to work more effectively, I would say there's probably two people that you should go to. One, yourself. Block off time. And I see this all the time. Block <laughs> off time and sit down and think about where you're missing. Because a lot of people either are, you know, they build this business and then they don't have any reoccurring revenue or they don't have, it, it is so clear when you can sit down and think, and maybe it's not sitting down. Maybe it's going for a bike ride, going for a drive, road trip, whatever it is. My best thoughts come to me when I drive actually up to New York, which is why I do it. I could easily fly, but I get the best. I, the worst part is, is I'm driving and I can't write them down, right. but there's always pulling over. Right. But that to me is, is, you know, your business better than anybody else and the second person is a mixture of two people one your accountant they probably can help point you in the right direction more than you would probably ever guess they understand how your money works how your sales are going and simply they understand business right because they're in so many people's businesses opening up your crm or, or or pipeline and showing them right is is probably uh really good and then the second person is your closest friend in a very different business yes because they have insights that you will never think about but they understand business and they're not going to give you bad advice because they don't want a competitive edge and i'm not saying people are malicious but sometimes people have different ideas you're like i have a, i have a buddy of mine on long island he has a ultra successful business i go to him for business advice all the time because it is so unbiased and it's while the worlds aren't the same, they all have similar issues, whether yes. it's sales, marketing, customers, whatever it may be. He's a great sounding board and gives me the gives gives me the best advice. And I've seen it work in so many other industries. Yeah, so true. Uh, someone who's not in the same industry as you has a different perspective. Um, I would actually even use take that even further in, in like research businesses that don't do what you do but they do how they do what they do well. So when I was looking for like icons to build my company around, they had nothing to do with the coaching space. I, I would, I refused to look at people who were in the education or, or coaching space for like models um, because I was just going to end up creating a really bad knockoff of, of what my business was going to be or what their business is, right? Instead, what I did is I looked at uh, companies that had nothing to do with my space and borrowed like, you know, some of the strategies that they used uh, to build there. So like Disney was a huge one for me, right? Like clearly I'm not building theme parks or creating uh, any animated movies. 
uh, but watching their business trajectory, some of the mistakes they made, some of the things that they did well, and what, what they focused on in order to have a brand like that was really uh, pivotal in me kind of like understanding like what I am when I'm in um, some other businesses that I look at business models are like in and out burger and uh, just people who are doing what they do really, really well. Uh, those became my like maps uh, for me to kind of create. And then when it came down to <clears throat> my business strategy, I actually asked the people I was serving. Um, a lot of the times we don't ask the people that we're serving kind of like what, how we can serve them better. Um, and so 90% of my business model has nothing to do with anything that I thought I was going to be doing <laughs> when I started. I wanted to, you know, I had 24 courses that I was, I was training, uh, that I was, that I wanted to train and teach other people to train in, but having a co-working space and and um, an app and like all this other stuff that came along with my business really came from the people that I was serving because they had a need that I wasn't fulfilling and I needed to kind of build a strategy to support that need. So talking to the actual people you are serving uh, when you are building your business plan could actually make your business better. Um, uh, so last one final tip uh, for maximizing your business through your business blueprint or your business plan. Uh, and I'm going to start with Harrison, just in case you have to drop off ahead of time. And while you're at it, rope in your announcement at the end of your, your tip. <laughs> we'll, cool. we'll, Can you just we'll repeat the that. question one more time? Uh, so what is one final tip for maximizing your business by focusing on planning your business? Um, there's a great book, Ready, Fire, Aim. And I personally believe that, well, and I, and I thoroughly believe strategy is super, super important. But if you're stuck and you're like, hey, I don't know what I should do next, go do first and then figure it out afterwards. Because yeah. having too much attention, too many eyeballs, uh, too many views on a website is never a bad, there's, there's never too many, right? If there was too many, Mr. Beast would have stopped a long time ago, right? People need to understand that it is so much easier to go do something while it may not be a hundred percent right. You will learn so much more by going and doing and trying to figure out than you would be if you were like, Hey, I'm going to just hope that I get this. I'm going to, I'm going to focus and strategize so much that if I don't get it wrong, if I don't get it right the first time, it's going to be wrong. You will, you will grow infinitely more as a person. You'll grow infinitely more as a business owner. You'll grow infinitely more as an entrepreneur by by doing first and then figuring out the little things later. Uh, to give a quick example, I had an issue with uh, customers not paying their invoices. And I was like, this is so annoying. I'm sending them invoices and they're not paying. No fault of theirs. They just were too busy and they it, it slips their mind. And then I don't follow up because I didn't want, I just stink at following up. So I just built and I realized that was an issue. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go create a system where people just give me their credit card in advance and they get billed the same time every month. And it's much easier if they do decide to cancel for me to refund them than for me to go chase down money. Um, so just doing and is that the right solution? I don't know if that's the 100 percent right solution, but it's it's working and I can figure out the the fine tuning later on down the road than than hopefully planning a perfect execution uh, on the first try. And I do have to bounce here, uh, but I will say growth-generators.com, my agency. We specialize in uh, in tech marketing and then harrisonbaron.com. If you want to follow me, learn how to podcast or have a setup like this, that's what I do. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Harrison. Nice to meet you, Harrison. Thank you. Hey, it was great meeting you. Thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Uh, so Lisa, uh, what about you? What's your final tip for maximizing your business uh, by business planning? 
schedule time and protect time with yourself for brainstorming and brainstorm four things your vision which is your why your purpose what you want to become your core values that drive your decision making your competitive edge the problems that you solve the value that you bring and your mission the what and the how to make things happen plan those four things and schedule your time to brainstorm those and then keep time in your calendar to leave an open document that you're continuing to write down and add to your thoughts one of the problems is is that we don't take the time to brainstorm for ourselves to work in and on our business because then we of course feel as though we should be doing the productivity for our clients it's essential that you really brainstorm to then implement your business strategy overall so pull out schedule that time in your calendar pull out those pieces of paper or documents, whether you like to do handwritten or whether you like to do electronic, pull your resources from things that you already have, create those documents, keep them breathing documents as you go along and then reflect upon them on whatever time period makes sense to you, whether it's quarterly through your business cycles, whether it's twice a year or yearly, and make sure that you're implementing what it is that you're doing in your business. Stay consultative in your practice. Lead with the problems that you solve and the value that you bring, rather than your products and services that leaves way too much opportunity and dollars on the table. I welcome the opportunity to continue the conversation with with you. Please plan a time to chat on my calendar and we'll talk about making it happen throughout 2023. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lisa is a wealth of knowledge. So I'm really excited to uh, have you here <clears throat> and uh, for the for you all to be exposed to how awesome she is. Um, for me, I would say the final tip is hurry up and suck. Um, I, I, I know a lot of the times we get really heady about like having the perfect business or doing things wrong, but I want you to realize that <clears throat> it takes time to build a business uh, and uh, there are going to be some edits and adjustments that are going to go along the way. So if you hurry up, if you hurry up uh, and get to the point of like, I'm going to put it out here, I'm going to find out where it sucks and then work, adjust on that, uh, you're going to be a better, you're going to be in a better space. We have all heard that a room wasn't built in a day, right? I'm sure you've all heard that saying, uh, and it wasn't. It was built brick by brick over time. But what people forget sometimes is that those bricks actually had to be made in the first place. And so a lot of the times what you're doing, especially in the early stages of your business, is you're really just putting together the bricks so that you can build those different areas, those, you know, those adjustments or whatever you need in your business so that you can have a full empire. Uh, so don't be afraid to like hurry up and suck. Uh, just run towards it. Build those little um, build, make the bricks so you can build the building so you can build your empire and everything will be better um, as it is. So that's my tip. If you want to have a, a consultation or a chat, I like to say it's not really a consultation. I just sit there and listen and we like have fun uh, and kick it kind of like this. Uh, I learned a little bit about you. You learned a little bit about me. We have some fun. Book a connect call with me at monicamhenderson.com and look for my little look for my little face at the very top that says connect with Monica. Click there or you can go connect call. Um, forward slash connect dash call, and you can get it that way as well. Either way, I have 20 minutes to hang out with you because you do not have to do your business alone. And obviously, 
in our community. We have so many things going on. So I just really quickly want to go over our Mink Life Motivation community announcements. If you love the show and you want to continue the party with us, guess what? Tomorrow we are having a conversation as well. Uh, we're here every Wednesday and Thursday. You can join the conversation and be a part of this. Peggy will be on tomorrow uh, where she will be helping you build your brand. Uh, and you're not going to miss that conversation. Also, if you love this conversation and you're like, I can't sit here and watch it the whole time, um, no problem. You can listen to it on the go by going anywhere that your spot, your your podcasts are promoted. So you can go to Spotify, uh, look up Mink Life Motivation Live, and there are all the former episodes of the show right there. Um, I want to also announce that. Dun, da, da, da. We are having a one-day conference. That's right. Um, ju um, July 21st, we're having What's Next for Your Business. It's 9 to 3, and we're going to have six amazing speakers help you in the areas of leadership, team building, business processes, sales, uh, product development, and business planning. So if this conversation was interesting to you, you are not going to want to miss this event, just go to minkwifeuniversity.com forward slash business maximizer to look for a ticket, baby. I am so excited to have had this show today. This was fun. Lisa, I know you and I have been trying to play in some sort of space for a while now, so I'm finally glad that we got the opportunity to do so. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you. I appreciate it so much, Monica. Yeah. And with that, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you.